0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
1: It's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2. If you're watching us on ESPN2, Harry today has had that dog in him, so he has been (laughs) repeatedly chomping on a paper bone that he cut out. It was craft time this morning. Uh, It's a little wrinkled now. Are you going to make another one for first take when you're on, or are you just going to take the same one?
2: Not I might not use it for first take. I'm going to use these grapefruits, though.
1: Okay, so the grapefruits are going to make first take. The paper bone may not make first take. Yeah, it might not make first okay. take. Do you so, want me to run to like, a local place and see if I can get you an actual dog bone and bring
2: it in for Man, first I'm, take? Hurr. I'm just walking in the middle of the taping. We right. talk, we talk, when we talk about them dogs on this show, or any show, or Fitz and Harry that's coming, you know, January 3rd, every weekday, 12 noon to 3 p.m. Woo! Wait, when does that show start? January
1: third. Oh, what what times it on every day? Uh, twelve
2: p.m. to three three p.m.
1: Oh, look at that! And it's me and you. What on ESPN Radio? Oh. Uh, but right now it's Keyshawn J. Willamax coming to you live from the Seaport,
2: brought to you by Gray Goose. Twelve p.m. Eastern time to oh, yeah. three p.m. Eastern time.
1: Right. Thank you. Thank you for the clarification on time zones. And you can also listen to us on your smart speakers, just like you can do uh, right here. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And uh, you guys can hang out with us. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Every time we talk about the Cowboys, which it feels like is every second of every day uh, across all sports networks, because everybody wants to talk about the Cowboys. Harry, I sit here and I think about the DAC conversation because We live in a world where uh, we love a quarterback while they're ascending, right? Like a quarterback's going up, and we're like, oh, just need to see more, need to see more. And then as long as they're ascending, we'll give them benefit of the doubt. The minute we feel like they're no longer ascending, then all of a sudden they become complete trash. There is no middle ground in the conversation we have about quarterbacks. I don't know why, but we talked yesterday about Lamar Jackson, who suddenly is judged because he can't play well in the playoffs, according to so many people. And then we we don't hold Justin Herbert to that same standard because my guy's never even played in a playoff game, right? So when we get to the playoffs and the Cowboys are obviously coming off a huge win, the question is trust. Because I'm looking at it across the board saying, I trust Dak way more than I trust the rest of the Cowboys when it comes to failing this team in the playoffs. Like if somebody's going to fail the Cowboys in the playoffs, in my mind, Dak is not the top of that list, right?
2: Yes and no. And I say yes and no because of simple fact you look at Dak right now in the National Football League since he came back and started playing, or totality, right, 20 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. You can't turn the football over. And some of the games, some of the reason why some of these teams that aren't as good as them have been able to stay in the games is because of those turnovers. Now, I will also say when you look at a guy like Dak Prescott, when you're playing the Houston Texans and – the game is kind of iffy, right? And you need to go down and score a touchdown. But granted, your turnover was a part of the main reasons why that team is actually in the game. But you need a 98-yard drive for your team to go down and, you know, win that game. Dak Prescott is able to do that. I also look at a game against the Philadelphia Eagles and just a horrible, terrible turnover by Dak Prescott, uh, which should have been an easy throw and an easy completion, turns into a pick six by Josh Sweat, right, for the Philadelphia Eagles. But the bright side of that whole debacle that went down for the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott is that he didn't hang his head. He stayed cool, calm, and collected. And I thought Dak made a lot of plays in that game to actually lift up the Dallas Cowboys. And I know he had that pick six or whatnot. But when you look at the Dallas Cowboys overall as a team, and I I just don't think you can just keep separating the two. The the loss is not going to be on Dak. This team has to play well together for them to win. It's not no separation. It can't be Dak being one way, the defense being iffy. Or, you know, Dak not being good, the defense being phenomenal. That's not playoff football. Playoff football is the quarterback playing well, not turning the football over, and the defense creating turnovers and getting sacks. One of the things that the Dallas Cowboys have been lacking the last three games versus the Houston Texans, they had zero sacks, but they were able to force two turnovers. Against the Jacksonville Jaguars, they force—they uh, only had one sack, but was able to force three turnovers. Versus the Eagles, zero sacks, but were able to force four turnovers. Then when I look at their defense, I'm just saying, when you're playing in the playoffs and you're potentially going against a team like, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles with Jalen Hurts as the quarterback or the San Francisco 49ers. You can't just sit there and bank on turnovers. It's not its, it's not a guarantee that you're going to be able to get those. In the playoff game last year against the 49ers, they got one turnover. And then also, you know, Dak turned the football over. The, the San Francisco 49ers got a touchdown off of that. They got a touchdown off of the 49ers turnover in the playoffs last year. The 49ers won the football game. So I think for the Dallas Cowboys to try to get over this hump or to get this dark cloud from both of them, Everybody has to play well. It's no separation. That's not going to be the reason why so-and-so happens. Or the defense is the reason why this happens. In totality, together, they have to play great football. It's no separation between the two and my eyes.
1: Well, uh, think about how often we listen to coaches talk afterwards. And one of the catchphrases that you can take a drink every time you hear it in a press conference is, Complimentary football. Right. It's just complimentary football isn't a sexy topic on TV. So we don't love to sit here and say, well, you know, everybody felt like we want to pinpoint everything on the quarterback, no matter what, which is part of what's wild about this, because, yeah, Dak
2: has had turnover issues this year. And I get that. And he's going to play an integral part in what the Dallas Cowboys do or if they move on in the playoffs. Along with the defense, though, too. Right,
1: because it's it, there are so many parts of the situation. If the defense is having one of those days where they're a sieve and like, you can just get right through them, then that's going to force the play calling to change for the Cowboys, which yep. is going to put them in a bit higher-risk situation. Like This is all context to the conversation. But my problem, I, I guess not problem, I think if we look at a weakness for the Cowboys over the last few weeks, it's been their defensive ability to do what they do well, which is, Get after the passer. Bart Scott, ESPN NFL analyst, was on Get Up and said this about the Cowboys' defense. Playoff football is about stopping a run and packing your run game. You know, I just don't see the grit, the physicality. Listen, everybody within that division has a bloated record, right, because they had the easiest schedule in all of football. To me, it's San Francisco, then Eagles, Cowboys, then Minnesota. Can anybody make it to the playoffs and get hot and and play out of your mind? Yes, but I just don't think I can hang my hat on the fact that they are not a physical outfit. They get ran against. They're not physical on the um, defensive line. They get pushed around, and I don't think they're mentally tough. And that's, you know, really, that's really what you have to be because you're going to have to play tough games. And if you can't air it out because somebody's punched you in the face, you can't get a sack on a run play. The, the hard part about that is part of what Bart just said is that anybody can get hot. When you are a defense that lives and dies by pressures and turnovers, then if you get hot, you, you can beat anybody. If you are not hot, you are going to go out in the first round. Like, it is sink it, it, or swim. It can get ugly. It's sink or swim. The the four, He's right. Like, defense wins championships, the mantra we've all been raised by, right? Like, the 49ers are a consistent defense that does absolutely everything well and rarely makes mistakes. So, if you're relying on the 49ers to make a mistake, you're not going to win that football game. If you're relying on the Cowboys to make a mistake, you might. Like, that's just part of the difference between one team and the other, not just on the defensive side of the ball, but overall.
2: Well, I'll say, and you look at the mistakes defensively, now they have a Pro Bowl corner in, in, in uh, Trayvon Diggs, right? But mistakes in the Eagles game, number one, early on in the, in the game, biting on the slant, and A.J. Brown beating them on a double move on a slant go, and which should have been a touchdown if A.J. Brown didn't lose his footing trying to cut back. That should have been a touchdown. The Eagles only got three points out of that. Also, you see the Devontae Smith get a wide-open touchdown because of the tight end coming over in the flat uh, flat area. But Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator for the Eagles, being smart enough to understand, let's run this to Trayvon Diggs' side because we know he reads route combinations. He reads um, um, uh, splits and things that you could possibly do on certain down and distances. He jumped, the, the tight end coming in the flat. Devontae Smith is wide open. These are things that you know, other teams can take advantage of. you seen Bill Belichick was the first team last year to actually double-move Trayvon Diggs, and now everyone else is, is, a copycat lead, is copying the same thing. You said read splits. What does that mean? Splits, the way the wide receivers line up. Um, if they're inside the numbers, outside the numbers, if they're in condensed splits, close to the line of scrimmage, those type of things. A lot of route combinations are based off splits, by wide receivers, so, you know, elite corners and corners that, that play a great brand of football, have a high IQ, you can basically, you know, get rid of a lot of things that they're not going to run and, and, and put in your head three or four or five things that they possibly could run.
1: So it's like a choose-your-own-adventure book at yeah. that point. You're, you're a DB, you see it, and you're like, okay, these two wide receivers are lined up this way, which means this is going to be one of the following five things more Well, that's than how,
2: that. in the in the matchup last year, Dallas at home, I think it was Monday Night Football, Trayvon Diggs got a pick six because he read the close cadet split by, by Devontae Smith, in which the Philadelphia Eagles love to run six-yard outs. He knew that, and he jumped it. So what did they do this year? Okay, we're going to start double-moving Trayvon Diggs so he don't get these pick sixes that he think he's going to get and got last year. Yeah,
1: and it's it's interesting because the thing, the commonality in that theme when you talk about Diggs, and, and, and frankly when you talk about their defensive line, is that the Cowboys want to be aggressive defensively. Oh, yeah. When you want to be aggressive defensively, You take chances.
2: And and that's what Dan Quinn preaches. He was in Atlanta uh, for a very, very long time, and I've been close with that organization ever since I was playing there. And they preach turnovers, punching at the ball, creating turnovers, getting pressure on the quarterback, being aggressive. That's the way they practice as well. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason
1: Fitz. We're going to keep this quarterback conversation going, but not just with Dak, with the entire NFL. The question is, which quarterbacks do we trust that are in the playoff hunt? We'll get to some Up to the Max next on Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio.
3: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there.
2: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
4: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
1: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Tim Hasselback joining us. What's up? Are you ready? The, the 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 music's fired up. It's keyed up. They just played to the max, which I called the wrong thing as we went to break. So things are really starting off successfully, Tim. Uh, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get the level of trust for quarterbacks in the playoffs. Now, okay. there's a limited group of options here. Like we're not you, you can't you can't be willy nilly. Give you any number. Joe you got Burrow, the choice oh, of trust him. Uh, got you, you got That's zero right. fifty or to who, the max. Who Who's <laughs> say?
2: Who Hold on. What are he? Who are
5: he say hey, again? Start, he, he's. <laughs> I I trust him,
1: Harry. Joe Burrow, yeah, yeah, my man. See, my man. Harry spent the whole break (laughs) talking about the grapefruits, and that's uh, look. We're going to get uh, Tim didn't say anything, but I know he agrees with me. When when Fitz and Harry launches, do you think we could get somebody to like send us a bunch of grapefruits, and we could just put like a stamp on them and send it? Like we could send player of the week awards out. Like, like are
2: any farmers' markets out there?
1: Or maybe we just get like statues of grapefruits? I don't know what we're doing anymore. Trying to give
2: you companies an opportunity here.
1: All right, Uh, (laughs) Tim. By the way, our new show. Starts uh, January third noon Eastern to three PM every day on ESPN Radio. Okay, I'll give you a quarterback. You give us a level of trust. It's zero. It's fifty, or it's to the max. Are you okay. ready?
5: Yep. Top of the list, Jared Goff. Fifty. I, I think he's had a, he's had a good year, and I think listen, I, in some ways, he's a better player. He reminds me of Kirk Cousins a little bit in that he's a better player than like people give him credit for, like nationally. You, you know what I'm saying? Like Jared Goff's accomplished a lot throughout his career. He's had a very good season. Yeah, I'm going to go 50 as well. I I trust him a
2: lot at home. It's just when he gets on the road, what kind of quarterback he's going to be. But like Tim just mentioned, he has accomplished a lot. He's been to a Super Bowl. He was with the Rams organization before they shed them off of Matthew Stafford for the greater good and the, and, and the betterment of that trade because they actually got a Super Bowl out, out of it. But I do like what Jared Goff stands right now with this organization.
1: Let me ask you guys a question before we move on. Goff is 28 years old. Now, yeah. because of the trade, uh, the the Lions with the Rams are sitting right now, I, I think, with the third pick in the draft. You got a 28-year-old Jared Goff, but you are absolutely going to be in a position to pick one of the three best quarterbacks in the draft. You, you, you're you running it back with Goff for a long time. Is he, is he the future for the Lions?
5: Oh, it, with, I mean, from what I know so far on this draft, I'm keeping Jared Goff, yes.
2: I'm keeping Jared Goff, and I'm trying to get Will Anderson Jr. to pair him with Give
1: me they Jalen just, Carter or Will Anderson Jr. out of this. Yeah, of those the discussion
5: super. ends up being the, who won the trade. Like, yes, you know, the Rams won a Super Bowl. Oh, but, but they're done now. <laughs> you know, Jared Goff's been pretty good. Yeah.
1: All right, we'll move on to the next quarterback in this level of trust in the playoff hunt. Mac Jones, Patriots, 0-50 or to the max?
5: I, I would say zero. Listen, I, I just think offensively they have been, um, look, I think they've been bad pretty much all season long. He doesn't look comfortable. I've said this before, and I think he's, Probably over it now, but I thought there was a stretch where the when he got benched for Bailey Zappi, like I, it wasn't like hey he came back into the, the starting lineup a couple weeks later and everything was good. I don't, I just don't, I don't think, I don't believe that to be the case. There, I, th- I think there were some wounds, and I think they've played like it.
2: I'm going zero here. We we see the lack of um, playmaking ability that this offense has displayed on numerous of occasions. We just see all kind of things that we're not accustomed to seeing from a Bill Belichick-led football team from offense to defense to special teams to, you know, last plays of the game against the Raiders, but then fumbling inside of your own 10-yard line to win the game against the Cincinnati Bengals. But uh, Mac Jones is so busy worried about, you know, cussing people out and telling them about their – their plays and what guys aren't doing to he's not even playing good.
1: I think the Patriots going to have to look in the mirror a long time and figure out what's best for them. Also, max going to have to do the same thing. Cause it does not feel like a match made in heaven. Mike white for the jets zero 50 or to the max.
5: Oh man. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say zero coming off the injury. And I hate to say it. Cause I, I liked what I saw out of him. I thought there was a toughness and a competitiveness you saw to him. That was really impressive. Um, that being said, missing some time, not a super experienced player. You know, I'll say zero, but I, I was close to going 50. I'm
2: going to go 50 just, oh, be- okay. just because I've seen Zach Wilson and I know how bad offensively the Jets can be.
5: Well, yeah. I didn't know I was comparing them to
2: Zach Wilson. I mean, that's, 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 <laughs> but, but, Harry's just making up the rules nah, as he goes. But I, I think with the news with Tua and not knowing if is going to be able to play, and you look at the last two games of the year, I think they have the Seahawks this weekend – and then they had the Miami Dolphins the last game of the year. If they want to get into the playoffs, they have to win these two games, and I think Mike White gives them the better chance. So I'm going to go 50.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, that trip to Seattle, I think, is a lot to take. So I I, I have 0%, but it doesn't mean the Jets haven't had a great year. Uh, Geno Smith for the Seahawks, speaking of.
5: Listen, 50, probably if you had asked me this five weeks ago, I'd have said 100, I mean, or to the max. But, like, he's had a really good year. Now, it's – it's kind of come down to earth a little bit recently but i think he's a good player i think he's a good fit for that offense um i think that i think that he will play well down the stretch so i'm going 50 i'm
2: going to go 50 as well just because how he started out the year but of late i'm looking at their last 6 games they're 1 and 5 in their last 6 games mm-hmm. and they really hit a stretch to where they had an opportunity to really put themselves in a prime position playoff wise um, and now they're not there, so I'm going to go 50.
1: Yeah, the only thing I would say, guys, is that I think Kenneth Walker being back and healthy could make a difference for him, and they got a couple of games that are a little easier, yeah. so maybe I feel like, you know, Kenneth Walker can say, like, you gotta, I don't you gotta, think... You got
2: you to gotta remember the defense he's going against, too. Like, he's going against the Jets' defense. That, that, is, that is great. That yeah. is really good.
1: That That is that is a fair point. Uh, all right, the one that uh, you know well in Nashville, Malik Willis, Titans.
5: Yeah, that's a zero. Okay. I mean, look, so they're struggling there when, when he's been in the lineup he's a supreme athlete he is getting better there's a reluctancy to throw the football that i think makes it nearly impossible for you to to win when you play like that and and i think just in general like the vibe on the team you know with you know the general manager you know being fired and just some of the struggles in general like it It is a drain right there right now. Yeah, for
2: me, it's a zero. And that's not saying that, you know, in the future, Malik Willis can't be, you know, a good player in the National Football League. I just what I'm seeing right now, I don't think it's
5: there. And like you just mentioned, Tim, from, you know, about that wide receiver room right now, what those conversations are like. Well, when he's the starter, uh, well, I'll, I'll say I, I don't think the wide receiver room can
2: even have those conversations because it, it's been a lack lack yes, thereof man. play in that room as well with with the departure of AJ Brown. But since Todd Downing got the DUI after they beat the Packers, the firing of the GM, Ryan Tannehill getting hurt, it's just so many components, man. Guys on the defensive line mm-hmm. being hurt, the secondary being another weak point on that defense. I just don't see this right now. They've lost five straight. So I, I'm, I'm at a zero with Malik Willis. Yeah,
1: they've imploded, and, and I hope Malik Willis proves me wrong, and it turns out to have a tremendous oh, yeah. career. I always root for young men. I just don't think Malik Willis is the future quarterback of the Titans. Uh, Sam Darnold,
5: Panthers. Panthers on a little bit of a roll. Yeah, zero for okay. me. Okay. Hey, I, I, look, I think I, that good sell on that for me. I wasn't buying it. Look, I just think that – and it's part of my logic with, with Mike White even – Look, Sam Darnold has not played a whole lot of football this year. I think it's hard when you get down to critical moments in the season for a quarterback to play well when he just hasn't been in the mix and not been playing a lot of football. I think it's difficult, especially when you know his career arc has been what it's been. So, for that reason, I'm saying zero.
2: I'm going to go 50 because oh, I, I, huh? I do huh? like the run game of the Carolina Panthers hmm. with Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. Uh, that offensive line is finally coming, to, coming together. They revamped that entire offensive line this offseason. But Sam Darnold the last two games, hasn't turned the football over. And that's huge because coming into the season, him and Baker Mayfield, I think, were one and two since 2000. I can't remember the year. Since so 2018, maybe, in turnovers from the quarterback position. Uh, so i, I I'm going to go 50 here.
5: Can you imagine if they make the playoffs, they fire their head coach to play a slew of quarterbacks? Which is like, a
2: which is a possibility. I mean, yeah. Wilkes, yeah. Is, I Wilkes a, has got
5: to keep this job if they go to the playoffs. So, I mean, like, listen, he at a minimum is a serious candidate. Trade a Robbie
2: run. Anderson, fire your coach, trade a Christian McCaffrey, and you still have an opportunity to make the playoffs.
1: Although, no. I will say, I watched an interim coach make the playoffs last year and Rich Passaccia and that. Didn't stick around. Speaking of that, uh, one more quarterback on the list that they tell me I have to ask about, still technically in the playoff hunt, level of faith in Derek Carr. Zero 0.50 or to the best. Yeah, base.
5: zero. I mean, listen, some of the talk about them maybe not playing them the last week of the season, you know, I, you know, the story is no guaranteed money. You know, after this year, I guess within three days after the Super Bowl, you know, $33 million fully guaranteed this coming year believe it's seven the following year, become fully guaranteed. And so the fact that he, you know, Josh McDaniel has been asked if he will be the starter then, and McDaniels didn't you know, unequivocally say yes that he would be, like that doesn't endear a whole lot of confidence for a quarterback.
2: I would say I'm going to go zero right now, uh, but I love Derek Carr. Had an opportunity to work out and train with a man for, for a while out there in Cali. But it's been an up and down roller coaster season for him. And I don't know if it's, you know, the offense and what he wants to do. Just it's, it's, It was oil and water for so long, but then they start to figure it out, right? With the run game and Josh Jacobs. But then you see the turnovers again in another game. And I don't know if Josh McDaniels wants, uh, if he wants, Uh, Derek Carr to be his quarterback moving forward.
1: You know, it's funny, Tim, because earlier you said comfortable. And, look, I watch more Raiders than anybody should because that's the, the, the bane of my existence. Derek Carr has not looked comfortable over the most of the season, but particularly yeah. the last month. And I think that's the opposite of what most people expected. You don't expect a quarterback that's been in the league for a long time as he gets more familiar with an offense to feel less comfortable. And for whatever reason, there is a moment for Derek Carr where somebody that I've seen for years walk up to the line of scrimmage and know exactly pre-snap what he's trying to do. That is no longer part of his existence. Is your
5: quarterback going forward?
1: I don't think so. Uh, you know, I I hate saying that because like I think Derek Carr can still be a very good quarterback yeah, somewhere, too. and I think that you have to look at replacement and and I I do think you have to look at the market and say okay then who? But if the Raiders lose their last two games and I think they will, yeah. they finish six and eleven. I don't know that what you can run it would back. What pick they have though? The right now they pick ninth. Uh, if they lose their last two, there's a chance they're probably picking seventh or eighth. Not not high enough to get one of the three quarterbacks yeah, had, that people yeah. love.
5: Yeah and, I, and truthfully I don't know that the draft ends up being you know where you find the replacement really I think you have to then get into the mix of you know what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo? He loves Jimmy Garoppolo. What, what I, I don't
1: love Jimmy G, but no, I think you have said it multiple times. <laughs> no, that I don't you love him, but, but it makes sense. Like, <laughs> like Jimmy G knows for the Raiders. Our... You said with Josh McDaniels, you love. It makes sense. Jimmy I Garoppolo. did not say I love it. I said it makes sense. I Choosing understand. Jimmy G over look Derek. Derek yeah, I want I think... Derek to hear this. Hey, he <laughs>
5: loves it. I don't love him. He's... <laughs>
1: yeah. I, 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 look, I can appreciate how dashingly good looking he is, and I do believe he would have a better understanding of the offense walking in. That's it, Tim. Appreciate your time. You oh, uh, you are to the max, Harry's. Zero, I'm a yeah, 50, Harry right? wasn't to the max on anybody, was he? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, like, he's saving all that to the max stuff for first take today. You know, he's waiting. Yeah. He's waiting. He's all zeros right now. Follow him on Twitter <laughs> at TTH, uh, at T, what is that, two T's?
5: It, it, it's, it, don't follow me on Twitter. I'm not entertaining. I don't tweet. Don't,
1: <laughs> all right, don't follow him on Twitter, but watch him across all of our <laughs> platforms, ESPN NFL analyst, former NFL quarterback Tim Hasselback. Tim, uh, happy new year, my friend. We appreciate you yes, hanging out with yeah. us. All right, we've got to keep, uh, keep this whole thing moving. I've got to move screens, to figure out. Oh, yeah, the Broncos. They say Russell Wilson can be fixed. The question is, are they right? We'll break that down next. It's time for some hot news or not news and really just some dancing. Well, you and had fits. Me no, and Kmart no, no, over <laughs> here getting now.
6: Kid, that's more movement than I usually see in that C with Max. So it's, it's all
4: right.
1: I just want to point out to everybody that I am living, breathing proof that you can have incredible rhythm. And not be able to dance. Like, oh, I can subdivide difference. a beat all day long. There's I can't difference. make my my body do the wiggle wiggle. Like, it just doesn't... The wiggle wiggle. Yeah. Wiggle, wiggle. I'm
2: not proud oh, that I, I just said that. I, I, I gotta say this, though. k Ooh,
6: talk to me. First of all, talk I like the outfit, me. like the
2: neck piece. Okay. You know what I mean? But them Jordans that you have <laughs> on right now. Not them Jordans. Them Jordans <laughs> that you have on right now, k <laughs> My goodness.
6: No, I knew Fitz was in the house, so I figured... I would uh be a little stylish. With
1: the I mean, my guy today wearing the full suit. He's Harry Douglas, clean. yeah, he's always clean. <laughs> I mean,
6: Harry show up like he's going to shoot around, but he does that quick car can <laughs> change bam. Can I just
1: uh, Kimberly Martin, Jason Fitz, uh, Harry Douglas? Uh, we're totally off the rails <laughs> on Keyshawn J Will and Max. So yesterday we do the show, and like after you know he texts me, he's like, hey, let's go to dinner. So we're going to dinner what? someplace, and I'm like, all right, well, let's go out. I'm standing in the lobby. Tell as, where we went.
2: We went to Beauty and Essence. We, we went to Beauty Which one and Essence. Of my, one my favorite places to go
1: eat mm-hmm. it was nice right? it eat. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah my, my guy eats like yes. like yes. you would not believe but i'm standing in the lobby typical for me like i didn't really think about the appropriate attire so i'm wearing a, flaw, yeah yes. i'm wearing a raiders hoodie yeah. just standing there i'm like yeah. here we go and harry comes down i mean look yes. and just clean and everything yes. and i was like what what are we, and he's like, oh, no, should should do something.
6: Harry is that friend that when you're like, okay, let's go out. What are you going to wear? Oh, no, let's just keep it low-key. We're not going to do it. We're not going to dress up. And that friend shows up I dressed to the is. nines, and you're like, what the hell? Thought, we said we were going to wear sweatpants. The what last time doing?
1: I saw him yesterday, he was in a full, like, like sweatsuit thing. And I was yeah. like, all right, he's mailing in the yeah. rest of the day. It's no, going to be Harry fine.
6: has to be the best dress yeah. until I walk on set. Yeah, and t- t- then he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that I, is I know, Okay, listen, I know we're going to play hot news or not news. Hot news! Uh-huh. That fire alarm at our hotel this morning. Oh, you were there. Oh, the only- 6 a.m.? See, I,
2: I said 2:45 a.m. 2:36 a.m. It was still going on. Kmart. Well, when we came we over here. Yes. We, yes. We're not gonna say yes. the name of the we're hotel. Not gonna say the
6: name of the hotel. But, but wow. It was if, you,
1: if you missed the story earlier, adrocious. I'll only tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> Beep! Nine times. Nine beeps. I counted because it went <laughs> off for over two stinking yes. hours. And then a yes. PA announcer comes on and they're like, uh, everybody stay in your rooms. There's no Number fire. Nine. Uh, there is no fire. Uh, we stay were in your dying. rooms. But this is what I can't figure out. I, we're just totally off the rails here. Yes. What I can't figure out is she said on the PA thing, uh, there's no fire, there has been a, someone has tampered, tampered with the with sprinkler in the Bobby, you know, Who is doing Can't
6: that? I'm hobby? telling you, you
1: tell me. You some... know
2: somebody's up there on that floor. You know what they're doing. Like,
1: there's nobody in the, This hotel is <laughs> not in a popular part of like 2 a.m. culture of no. New York. No. I'm just saying, you know whoever was working the front desk just like lit a fatty. He was just sitting back, <laughs> and he's like, sorry, he or sorry, she was guys. just like, ah, nobody's around. right? Um, this,
6: we are all on the struggle bus today. I mean, we are just is.
1: dying. Good Lord. All right, so let's play some Hot News or yes. Not News before they yell at me. Uh, (laughs) Uh, She's Kimberly Martin, ESPN NFL reporter, also co-host of First Take, Her Take with Charlie Arnold and L. Duncan. Check that out. New episodes available every Wednesday wherever you listen to your podcast. So hot news or not news, J.J. Watt announced his retirement from the NFL.
6: It's hot news because he's going to go down as one of the best to ever do it, future Hall of Famer. And based on how he had been playing, it is shocking because you saw he still had some juice left in the tank. But kudos to J.J. If this is it, Um, he's walking out on his terms, which... Harry, you know, as, as players, you want to be able to walk out on your terms.
2: Yeah, that's one of the most important things, Kmart, is being able to walk out when you want to mm-hmm. do it versus the game forcing you yep. out. And J.J. Watt, I still think believe he can play at a high level, but when you have a newborn baby and you understand that there's – more aspirations to life and more things that you want to accomplish outside of football. And football is something that you did, and it's not who you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You take a different approach and you see things differently as well. That's
1: what hit me when I saw the post because you had been talking about that with Tua. That at some point yep. in your life you realize that family matters more than football. And when he posted that picture with his with his baby, and it's like first game, last game. Yeah. I was like, I immediately thought about uh, priorities. All right. Uh, next up, the Broncos say Russell Wilson <laughs> is fixable. <laughs>
6: That is hot news because just because the Broncos brass think so doesn't mean that any new head coach they bring in is going to say, oh, yeah, I could fix Russ. Think about it. This job, there's only one one of 32. It's special, right? Except is this a job that you want? Do you want the responsibility of fixing Russell? It is hot news because whoever they bring in is tied to Russ and a new head coach may say, you know what, I think he's done and I want my own guy.
2: Yeah, it is hot news. And I think – there's a small part of me that's saying it can be fixed. Right. But that's if you bring in a Brian Schottenheimer, who was with Russ yeah. in, in Seattle. Or you bring over a Darrell Bevel, who was mm-hmm. with Russ, and understands – Every ins and outs when it comes to Russell Wilson versus somebody who doesn't know Russ, trying right. to figure out the ins and outs of Wilson and trying to get it done that way.
1: I often say that my relationship with my beloved Raiders is like a toxic <laughs> dating relationship. Like, it's just, it's bad. When you hear fixable, I immediately think the same thing. Like, every every person in a bad relationship is like, no, I can fix this. <laughs> and, like, it works once in a blue moon. This is going to be that same thing where you're like, I thought I could fix him. It won't. It's oh, not but they happen.
2: also need to get the run game better. Mm-hmm. Javante Williams will be back. I mean, him going down kind of hurt this team a lot. They but also, lines. they got to start protecting the quarterback more, and Rush got to learn to get the football of his hand. That was the mm-hmm. issue in Seattle. It's been an issue in Denver. Mm-hmm. All right, so Tua back in
1: concussion oh. protocol. Hot news. This is Not hot. News?
6: Hot news because of where the Dolphins are. They need these last two games. And it looks like Tua won't play this week. Then you got Teddy Bridgewater. Not just what it means on the football field, but for Tua himself as a human being. This is now the second known concussion protocol situation for him. We don't know how many concussions he's actually had this season. And sometimes you have to protect the player from himself. Yeah,
2: this is hot news for me. Fitz, you know how many times I say it. You know, life at the football and – Uh, That's just a short portion of your life and what you're able to do, man. There's so much more to life than just sports. And when you just had a a new baby, just got recently married. So all those things got to play in a factor. And he has to have real life conversations with his family and also himself. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Moving forward.
1: You're You're a big person on mentoring, right? And being mentored. This is a moment where I hope whoever's into his life that has his ear of yep. influence can talk to him about, you know, what matters and make sure that he's making decisions, whatever they might be, however he chooses to go, uh, that, that he can feel good about for the rest of his and, life. And
2: listen, one thing one of my coaches told me, the game of football was here, son, before, way before you <laughs> were born. Here, yep. It's here now while you're here. Yep. It's going to be here when you're gone. Real quick, I want to get one more. Bears
1: are not sitting Justin Fields for the last two games. Hot news, not news. Uh,
6: I mean, I guess it's hot. I just, I just think this season for the Bears, you saw some flashes with Justin Fields, but still not playing the the way you want to see him play. But they have so many deficiencies. I don't know. Not it's ah, I don't know, guys.
2: Oh, that's fair. I don't think it's hot news, but I also like the fact that they're doing this. Two uh, division opponents. Also, the Minnesota Vikings, mm-hmm. who, you know, is has a number two seed in the NFC right now. So, I mean, I like what Justin Fields is. Uh, but if you want to see other things, I think you let them play the last two games.
1: Yeah, this is where being in the division, you want your quarterback to get oh, division yeah. reps. I, I totally love that. You're on first take today, right? It should be uh, okay. So just just handle like handle with care. Like he's oh. he's a, he's a bundle today. It's just
6: you know, I. The thing with Harry is, I know exactly how to put him in his place, <laughs> but I do it delicately, like a little baby. You lay him down gently. That's how. Look at hey, you! You are to me. Kimberly A. Martin, follow her on Twitter <laughs>
1: at bykimberlya. You are, of course, the best. Thanks for dealing with us. We appreciate it. All right, uh, we're, how would hmm, how am I going to learn puberty? Puberty just hit me. Congratulations! It took me forty years, but I finally got uh, my voice changed. All right, how would winning a national championship change how we view Jim Harbaugh? We'll get into a little college football next.
3: Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book
1: direct at LQ.com.
0: The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast.
1: It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2. If you're in the app, you can go down to the More button on the lower right-hand corner, scroll to Live Radio, bam, you can find us there. Presented by Progressive Insurance. But it's not Keyshawn J. Willer-Max. It's, in fact, a sneak peek of the new show Fitz and Harry. What's it called again? Fitz and Harry. When does it start? It starts January 3rd. From what time? Noon to 3 Eastern every single weekday on ESPN Radio. Wow.
2: We coming in hot like a hot tamale, like white on rice, baby. We coming. Hotter than fish grease. Hotter than fish grease. Okay. Uh, College Football Bowl
1: Talk brought to you by (laughs) Princess Cruises. I love this boat. Uh, uh, also hotter than fish grease and I don't just mean how just dashingly good looking is our buddy Harry Lyles uh, hanging out with us ESPN college football reporter if you uh, have watched at all over the course of the fall you've seen Harry Lyles a bunch on countdown to game day with Christine Williamson and Harry Douglas a great college football show we'll be covering at least the national championship game together digitally you can catch Harry and I by the way before the uh, peach bowl and you can catch Harry Lyles on the music city bowl down in Nashville first and foremost Harry uh, I Will tell you when you're down lower Broadway at fifth well, no, and no, May- no, no,
2: no. First of all, when you say Harry Lows, you gotta be specific. You gotta say loud, and then when you talk to me, you gotta say HD. Come on, Fitz. We are starting this. Let's I'm go. a man. I do what I want. Harry Lyles Jr.
1: Uh, <laughs> when you are when you're downtown on Lower Broadway at Fifth and Main, uh, there's a Hattie B's there that everybody lines up in for an hour. Don't wait in the line for an hour. Go to the escalator right by the Hattie B's. Go up one floor, and there's a Prince's Hot Chicken, which is the exact same stuff, and every bit is he good, and to it's do right that. there.
2: You tell him you know Harry Douglas. That's all you gotta say. Oh, and man, you you gonna know. jump the line?
1: All right, Harry. Uh, let, let's I
2: live in Nashville for three years. I I, I live right, in Nashville for 20 I years. Right and there gonna, about uh, our okay, look, you got to you, hey, you tell him you louse. You tell him you know Harry D. <laughs> And you're going to go jump right in front of that line and go get your chicken before now, everybody
1: else. Harry Lyles, I'm going to tell you one thing you should never say in Nashville. I know Harry D. Uh, that's all <laughs> I'm going to say. Uh, now that we are wildly off the rails of trying to get fired, uh, playoff weekend, is there pressure in your mind on Ryan Day?
0: Yeah, I, I really think so. Um, not just because of the two Michigan losses in a row, but like – the added pain of that for him is now you're going up against the standard of college football, the new standard of college football. And so now we get to see just where you stand on that. And so if you're now unable to be your rival and you don't match up well against the new standard of college football, then I do think that these red flags that people have started to throw up on him all of a sudden become a lot more bright uh, if they do not play well against uh, Georgia.
2: And I say, looking at Ohio State facing Georgia in the college football semifinals in the Peach Bowl down in Georgia, basically a home game for the Georgia Bulldogs, the physicality of Georgia and the way they lost Ohio State to Michigan, not just this year, but last year, do you think that can pose a problem for the Ohio State Buckeyes?
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, HD, we sat there and we watched Ohio State play Michigan this year, and the things that are going to be key in this game, I am almost frightened for Ohio State, right? Because the way that their defensive backfield played, you can't do that against Georgia, right? Like Rock Bowers, Darnell Washington, Lad McConkie, they're going to make you pay if you play like that. In terms of T.J. Stroud not really wanting to be mobile when we know he can do that, even though he's a great passer, but like sometimes, hey, man, against this Georgia defense, you're not going to be able to sit back there. They're not going to let you do that. You've got to move. I Like, this is going to have to be the biggest Marvin Harrison Jr. game that he's ever played. I think he's the best wide receiver in college, football. I don't even think it's close. He's really going to have to play a perfect game because I just don't see C.J. Stroud changing in that way. And so he's not going to come correct himself. And then they also got to be able to run the football better. I just feel like there's so many things that they showed us that they were not able to do against Michigan where if you all of a sudden you're playing Georgia, that's not going to change. Like, this is a different football team that we've been watching the past two years. And so, to me, you know, I don't know what Ryan Day is going to tell these guys or or what's going to get into them themselves, but something is drastically going to have to change from the last time we saw them out on the football field.
2: Yeah, and that's I don't have many knocks on C.J. Stroud, but if I were to have a few or a tiny bit amount, one of them would be the simple fact that I think sometimes he tries to be too much of a passer. And you have those mm-hmm. rush lanes, and he did that against Michigan um, where there were eight times where he could have just, you know, ran for first downs with his legs, but he's sitting back there in the pocket trying to be too yep. much of a passer. Against the Georgia Bulldogs, we seen last year Bryce Young in the SEC Championship, you know, do it with his legs, being able to scramble and – you know, get off the spot and run for first downs, also scramble and throw for touchdowns and just get the ball to his weapons, C.J. Stroud is going to have to be able to do that in this matchup.
1: Yeah, I I could go on about this all day, but let's get the other matchup in real quick. Lyle, do you think there's any chance that TCU can uh, turn around and beat Michigan?
0: Uh, Yeah, totally. Um, You know, when TCU plays their best ball, they are certainly one of the best four teams in the country, and I don't think that's disputable. I think the big thing is which Michigan are we going to get, uh, right? Because, I mean, the fact that they did come out and play the way that they did against Ohio State, to me, was shocking. Uh, You know, I thought without Blake Corum, J.J. McCarthy in the past has not been the guy to step up and all of a sudden turn into Superman, and he turned into Superman that game. So if he's kind of able to continue to do that, I I think that – Michigan is the team that I would take in that game, but also if Max Duggan, Clinton Johnson and this offense is clicking Kendra Miller, I also really like TCU. Like I, I genuinely think people still are kind of looking at TCU It's like, oh it's nice that they're in. It's like, no, like these dudes can really play football. So to me, like this one is a heck of a lot more of a toss up than that Georgia-Ohio State game. But I think J.J. McCarthy is the one big, big key in this game because he goes or has gone from more of a game manager to someone that could take a game over in these last couple of games. And if he's able to be that, then I think Michigan has a lot easier time with TCU than they otherwise would have.
1: You guys can follow him on Twitter, at Harry Lowes Jr. Watch him on the Music City Bowl, my friend. Thanks for hanging out with us.
2: Appreciate it, guys. Bro, you know I love you, man. Can't wait to see
0: you. Yes, sir. Bye.
1: <laughs> ESPN Radio's got to cover for bowl game action. Tune in Saturday for the All-State Sugar Bowl, followed by the college football semifinals, the VRBO Fiesta Bowl, and the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Coverage begins at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Those games are going to be incredible. We want to get you guys involved in the conversation. 888-SAY-ESPN 888-729- 3776, after what we saw from Luca last night. Is he the best young player in the NBA under 25? We'll break it down next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio.
0: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.